0: Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. You're listening to the Qalam podcast. Qalam is an organization that is dedicated to making Islamic knowledge accessible to everyone. Alhamdulillah, Qalam has been able to serve so many people all across the world in so many ways. And now, Qalam has the opportunity and the ability to take its work to the next level. Qalam now has the ability to expand its offerings to people all across the world in so many different ways. Qalam is acquiring a campus, a home, where we can continue to do the work that we do and in fact increase what we do. But we need your help, we need your support to make that dream a reality. Go to QalamCampus.com and donate generously. Every single person listening to this podcast, benefiting from Qalam, I need you to go there and donate and share that link far and wide and let's all of us come together, invest into our sadaqa jariya and take this work to the next level. Jazakumullahu khairan, wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Now enjoy the podcast.
1: We're good? Okay. Bismillah alhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalam. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us his love. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us the love of those actions that will gain his love. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us the love of those people who he loves, inshallah. Uh, may this be a gathering where we increase our knowledge, insha'Allah ta'ala. Uh, And then we use that knowledge to get closer to Allah, inshallah. Okay, so um, last session uh, was pretty heavy. Um, And so after the session, um, some of the brothers, we were discussing some stuff. We almost had like a breakout session after, uh, informal. Um, But unfortunately, I didn't get to talk to the sisters, and we didn't get like a bigger. So um, I kind of want to recap a little bit of what we covered last week. Um, and if you weren't here last week, here you know, this is a, a beautiful lesson. Um, and if you were, then maybe it could just clarify some of the things. So um, our author was talking about two Arabic terms, okay? Um, and, and here's the deal. Like, a lot of times we focus on the Arabic term, and that's not what really matters, but what matters is the reality behind that term. So we get stuck on the word sabr or shukr or whatever, right? But we're not... What matters is how you understand what that meaning is, right? So last week, for example, we talked about sabr, and we're like, the word patience doesn't do justice to what sabr is. So like, as 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 what's his what, what's his name? Uh, Shakespeare, he said, what a rose. Come on, Makare. Yeah, yo, a rose by any other what name still smells as sweet, right? You call it whatever you want, and. It, the smell is the same it's a rose call it what you want so don't the reason i say that the reason i say that is don't get caught up on the term if you understand the reality behind the term you feel me okay so here are the two terms that we're going to talk about that we talked about last week i want to clarify this number one term in the arabic is called qani qani okay q a n i qaf noon alif ain qani and it means the best like English translation that we could do for qani was what? Content. Content. Okay. Now that's closely related to another Arabic term. And we're going to talk, actually he, he talks about that today. Uh, that Arabic term is called rida. Ra-daad-alif. Rida. Like when we speak about Sahaba, we say radhiallahu an. Allah is pleased with them. So what does rida mean? What does it refer to? To be pleased. Now... So we have these two words. Now we'll drop the Arabic. We won't even say the words in Arabic again, just so we don't get confused. We have these two ideas. One is contentment and one is to be pleased. And what I was saying that before learning this lesson, I almost used them interchangeably. Content and pleased, same thing. But what he taught, and we did this last week, what he taught is there is a big distinction between being content and being pleased. Right. Being content and being pleased. Now, before I talk about the distinction, I want to add one more thing. When we talk about Islamic spirituality and how you can elevate and enlighten yourself and get closer to Allah, I think a lot of us think that we're supposed to reach everything like last week. And so I mentioned something and you're like, oh, my God, I can't even think I'm so far from that. That's out of the picture for me. And you just compartmentalize that. Uh Uh-uh. There are so many stages in Islamic development that in my head, yo, I got, I got to work on, man. And hopefully, before I say la ilaha illallah and leave the world, inshallah, I will have reached that stage. But to learn about it and talk about it is cool. You know why? Because it tells us that there's so much room for growth. There's so much more you can do. Your deen is not Sunday school, you know what I mean? Like Sunday school was five pillars for like 12 years. You know what I mean? It's like, no, there's more you can grow. There's so much more. Oh, do you have to have finished all of this by the time you reach 27, 28, 30? No. Uh-uh. But can you learn about higher levels of achievement? Yes, for sure. So why do I say that? Because when I talk about something and you realize it's good, but you're not there yet, that's okay. That's beautiful. It's just like, oh, okay, that's a goal to aspire for. That's somewhere that I want to reach and eventually get to. So, with those two things, now let's go into these two terms. He said that the content person is different than the uh, pleased person. How so? How so? The content person does not want more or less, they don't care about more coming. Or less coming. In fact, if you come and say, yo, here's another grant, here's another house, here's another whatever, they're gonna be like, No, I'm good. I don't want anymore. I don't want anymore. Right now, there's a word that came up, one of the sisters brought up, she brought up the word complacent. She's like, Well, doesn't that just make us complacent in life? And what we what we would discuss was This rat race kind of like mentality of capitalism, right? And always just, there's no end to how much you can make. You got to all become Elon Musk and everything, right? You got to just keep going. To me, that's a problem spiritually. Because my, my, first of all, because my risk is written, number one. Number two is because my work isn't what defines me as my, who I am. It's a means of giving me livelihood so I can live. It's not my life. Let me drop that on you one more time. That gig, that gig, because we live in a gig economy, that gig is just a means of livelihood. It's not life. You feel me? And so, so, so what we were discussing last week, at the end, we're like, there's an idea of complacent. Like, all right, I, yo, I make, I make 60, I'm good. I got one kid. We got a two-bedroom. We chilling. Me and wife, we, we, we good. You know what I'm saying? Sorry, I'm chilling too much, my bad. <laughs> Y'all know me by now. <laughs> so I'm trying to be somebody else, just be myself. So so I'm making 60, I'm good. Me and wifey are okay. Maybe for you, that's 100, 120, I don't know. But the point is, is there a point where you're like, after this, I'm good, yeah, I'm good. And the example I gave last week is when the Amu is offering you more food and you're like, yo, I'm legit good. Like, I'm okay, I don't want more. I don't want more. Now, interesting, subhanAllah, uh, there's a sister that uh, some of y'all know, Sister Lima. She was like, during the halakha, she was like, it's not clicking yet, right? So I was like, I'm going to talk to her later, kind of help her with the concept, right? But then she talked to my wife and she's like, I already got it. My wife's like, what happened? She's like, I was literally leaving the halakha and I happened to be scrolling. Scrolling ain't good, but you know, every now and then something good pops up. So she happened to scroll And there's a video, you know those videos where they test somebody, they're like, yo, can I borrow 50 bucks or a buck? And if the dude gives it to them, then they give him like 10 times that amount. Don't act like y'all ain't seen that stuff. Okay, thank you. (laughs) You Y'all be acting all pious and stuff like, no, I've never seen that. Okay, we all got the same feed, all right? So so there's this video of this guy doing one of those kind of like social experiments, but it's an elderly guy. And the guy's like, yeah, here you go. And he's like, oh, no, you know, actually, we're giving you the money. And the guy's like, I don't want it. And he's like, no, 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 like, it's for you. He's like, I I don't want it. And he's like, and he opens up and he's like, yo, I'm a little older now. Like, I have everything that I need and want. I I don't want your money. And then he, he cracked the joke. He's like, my wife might get mad at me for not taking it. Right. But I really don't need it. And the sister said, she was like, I got it at that point, what it means to be content. Now, now, so that's content where I'm good. We reach a place where I'm good. And I think all of us need to really think to ourselves, like, is it just, you know, till we just running till the end that there's no level of that will be satiated? Or is there a point that I'm good? Really think through that and contemplate. Have you reached that point? And do you ever think of that, like reaching that point now? Do you think, it's not a rhetorical question, real question. Do you think there are areas in life where you should never be qani? Number one, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, two things the mu'min is never uh, satiated from. What is it? Knowledge and uh, two things. One is knowledge. The Prophet is like, the believer never gets complacent with knowledge. I can't remember exactly. لَن يَشْبَعَ mu'min something. You can Google it. Um, the point being is are there areas of life where there's no... I'm, I'm going to keep getting as much as I can? Yes. For sure. 100%. And that's where I put my desire for more towards. But my desire for more, my greed, my tamat should not be directed towards those other areas because then they take away. Right? For those who came late, We're revisiting a concept we talked about last week because it was a heavy topic and a lot of us were like, yo, I need to understand that deeper. And so we're revisiting a topic that we discussed last week. So the first concept, the first meaning is contentment. Now, guys, outside of this dars, you may hear another sheikh use the term, or sheikha use the term contentment. That don't mean he's talking about what we're talking about right now. Because this author... Like, terms are flexible in that way, but you can understand what those words mean now, inshallah ta'ala. So, let's move forward. What was the other word or concept other than contentment? Being pleased. Now, before we go forward, is it good, is it a positive thing to reach the level of rida? Rida just means to be pleased. Yes. That is literally what we say about sahaba. radiAllahu an wa They are pleased with Allah, Allah is pleased with them. So, so... I'm going to speak about it as if it's a lower level. But that doesn't mean like, oh, my God, I suck. No, it's just about knowing, yo, where you're at on the stages of spiritual development. Right? You feel me? Okay, what is, uh, what is to be pleased Then The pleased, this was deep. Pleased is when a person is, is happy with whatever they have. Oh, isn't that content? No, they'll take more if it comes. (laughs) They'll take more. Like, you happy with that gig? Yeah. Yo, you want to raise? (laughs) Yup. You got to ask me twice. You see the difference? That's heavy to me. That's heavy. Because after this whole week, I said, I've been analyzing relationships. Like, where am I content? Where am I pleased? Where am I content? Where am I pleased? And I think a lot of us really need to really analyze and and look back at our relationships and realize relationships with things, with people, with Allah, all of these things. When I say relationships, Um, but so the pleased one is happy, but they'll take more when it comes. And so, Subhanallah. I think now, let's give an example, though. Okay, check this. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Right, we used this example last week. The prophet he used to make dua, Allahumma ja'al rizq ali Muhammad quta. Oh Allah, make my family's sustenance our daily needs. Let me explain what that means. Like don't give us, oh Allah, don't give us more than what we need for today. Because that's a whole long thing we could talk about that separately, but he felt what was best for his family, oh Allah, I just want enough for today. I am not focused on tomorrow. Guys, that's not us. We we be stacking, okay? And the scholars will tell you stack. Like the prophet used to actually save for his wives the whole year and be like, here, this is what you get for the year, whatever, right? So first thing first is uh, the prophet used to say, oh Allah, give our family enough for the day. But then when more would come, would he reject it? He would take it, but what would he do right away with it? Give it away. Give it away. Before you could turn around, it was already given away. It was already given away. It was already, there, was a, there was a goat that was slaughtered. The prophet said to him, it was, uh, Aisha got the goat. He gave it to Aisha. She's like, yo, just start, you know, do whatever, give some away. By the time he came back, he's like, uh, yo, any, let's, let's grub. She's like, what you mean, grub? It's gone. It's gone. And, and she's like, oh, there is the, I got the shank or the uh, shin, sorry. I got the, I, no, that's a different, that's a proper word. I didn't mean, that, never mind. Anyways, I got the shin. You guys think everything I'm saying is slang. I ain't always trying to be like... Anyways, uh, I got the shin. So she says, actually, Ya Rasulullah, nothing remains but the shin. And he goes, no, you mixed it up. Everything remains but the shin. What you give, you keep. What you keep, you lose. (laughs) It's like, oh, my God, it opens your mind up. Opens your mind up. So if you like something a lot and you really want to keep it forever... Take that watch off, give it to somebody. Drop it, like, yo, that's you. Yeah, it's hard, huh? You won't reach righteousness until you spin from that which you love the most. Okay, so I think that's it for our recap of our last lesson. And we can actually start to go through some um, new stuff today. Um, But are there any questions about those two concepts of contentment and rida? He's actually gonna break down Riddha in more detail because he we last week we went into thought contentment, but like it was just in a tangent that we had to talk about being pleased. He's actually gonna specifically speak about being pleased right now in this part of the book. Yeah. Ooh. I never thought of that. So let me explain the question. Oh, that's so deep. Because you said Reba was with the, the to love to, to be happy. Yeah, yeah. I would say that's yeah, Wallahu alam. I don't know. So basically, there's a dua that we read. Uh, رضيتو, I am pleased with Allah as my Lord. Um, and I am pleased with Islam as my uh, way of life. And I am pleased with the Prophet ﷺ. Right? So the term is used. The only thing I would say is... I mentioned about five minutes ago that you may go to a lecture and literally hear the terms being used interchangeably. And I think what you have to understand is like uh, sometimes these terms are used different by different scholars at different times. You know what I'm saying? So I felt that his explanation gave us deeper insight to my inner desires. How many things out there am I just wanting more? And I'm cool that I got this, but I'll take more. And how many things out there are there that I'm truly like, I'm good, I don't want any more. Not that qanah is going to be better in every scenario than uh, contentment is going to be better than being pleased in every scenario, because clearly in that hadith, the usage of the Prophet's words are, I am pleased with Allah. And what could be more than Allah? So I I just don't feel that this breakdown applies to that hadith. Beautiful question. Yes? I I mean, that's your breakdown. You know what I mean? That's deep. All right, let's go forward. Bismillah. So, the author, he continues forward. And this is a new lesson. We didn't do this uh, last week. This is new. What does he say? He says, thalathati fi thalathati He says, being pleased will be in regards to three areas of life, you could say. Three areas of life that will test if you have the quality of uh, being pleased with Allah. Kubulu Now these are these are hard. These are things you gotta check yourself. Do I have these things? Number one, kubulu azza wajal. Accepting the orders of God. Accepting the orders, the ahkam, the rulings. God told me to pray. God told me to do this. Allah told me to do this. That's the first place you'll see if you have rida. Number two, so number one is acceptance. Acceptance. Number two, taslim. Submission. Sus- submission. That's what Islam is. Taslim li amrihi. You know, my, my teacher used to explain Taslim real easy. Brothers, y'all, y'all been to the barber? That's where you do Taslim. He'd be like, turn left, turn right. Bow your head. Lift it up. You don't even question. Don't, don't move your head. Stop moving. <laughs> right. When he, especially when you do in the front. you, know, you Don't smile. Be straight face. My teacher used to be like, that's, that's Islam. <laughs> See that submission right there? That's what you need with, with Allah. Allah Akbar. Number two was what? Submission. And this is the hard one with today's time, yo. In giving up your own opinion in things that Allah has already decided. <sighs> that's the one that hits us, yo. That's the one that hits all of us. What does he say? And giving up your opinion. Giving up your opinion in what God has ordained. May Allah allow us to have that. And and, and be real with yourself. Here's the key. Be real. When you feel that your nafs is like like not submitting to that, that's what you turn to Allah and say, Ya Allah, forgive me. Astaghfirullah. Astaghfirullah. When I hear feel that thought, I just go, Mika, I was wrong? Astaghfirullah, Ya Allah, help me. Ya Allah, help me. Oh, does that mean I'll be able to do everything today, tomorrow? See, this is where we mess up. Just because you can't do it today, just because you can't do it tomorrow, doesn't mean you got to object to something that Allah has ordained on us. Do you feel me? Okay, let me give an example. Like, I know tahajjud is good. But just because I can't get up, I'm not going to start hating on tahajjud. Oh, you don't got to do that. It's not sunnah, whatever, whatever. Be real. It's okay. We are all sinners, every single one of us in this room. But what makes us different from Iblis is we recognize the fault and we're like, Ya Allah, I'm sorry. That's the litmus test. That's the standard. That's where I got to get to. I'm not changing that. I'm going to eventually in one day, I'm going to reach that. What other people do and some of us do is we try to lower that, that high bar. Oh, it should be where I could jump. Islam is easy. I got to be able to jump it. No, it's okay. You can't do everything. If you could, where's the growth? Where's the struggle? Where's the mujahida? Where's the mujahida? What's mujahida? Struggle. So where's the mujahida at? If you could do it all today, right now. No, there's things that are going to be hard to do. Hard to do. And I think as a community, we have to respect everyone's jihad. You got to respect everyone's jihad. You feel me? No, you you get what I'm saying? Like, you got this jihad. Okay, yours may be hidden, whatever, whatever. This person got this jihad. And you're like, oh my God, how are they doing that? Like, come on. What? Uh Uh-uh. Everyone's got a jihad. It's just a different jihad. And respect that and realize, does that mean we don't help towards good, this and that? Yes, but... Again, just as a community, we need to be mature and understand that. So what are the three things where you see Rida? He says, number one, acceptance. Acceptance, take it in. I accept. Raditu billahi I accept. Number two, taslim. I submit, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I submit, this is it. وَتَرْقُ الْإِخْتِيَارُ What's your opinion? I don't got an opinion on this issue. I don't got an opinion. Whatever Allah says and what the Rasul says. That's my opinion. Now, what does he he goes forward? A little bit more on Ridha. He says, Ar-Ridha is part of the system of love. Part of the system. Being pleased is part of the system of love. And is the soul of reliance upon God. He says that al Sahtiani, he used to say, and Fudayl bin Ayad, they used to say. Now here's where we're getting deep, yo. Let's break all these words down. What does that mean, everyone? Pleased. What is that? You may have heard that word before. We got converts in the room too. So we're going to translate everything. What is Tawakkul? Trust. Let's, synonyms. You need synonyms. Uh, trust. Reliance. Dependence. You know the best way to know this word? In Arabic, who is a wakil? A, a lawyer. A lawyer. Like, you got trouble. You call the wakil up. Yo, I got issues. I got you. I'm good. Call the lawyer. She knows somebody. We're good to go. So think of, think of tawakul as who you, who you call, who you lean back. I'm good. So so you can't have tawakkul on a lawyer... Unless you're pleased with that lawyer. This dude knows how to do his job. See how the connection is? Once you have ridha with Allah, then you start to be able to have tawakkul on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let's translate it back. Once you are pleased with Allah, that's intrinsically connected to your ability to rely and depend and lay back. And let Allah. Let Allah. Okay, so he goes forward. He says, all of these things, so last three weeks we were talking about these different attributes. He says, all of these attributes are what come from siddiq or truthfulness. Now, the other quality of the heart is ikhlas. Uh, he, goes, he goes, as far as ikhlas, a person, oh, sincere. So, The whole deen, the whole deen. And this is no hyperbole. I know I speak a lot of hyperbole sometimes, but this ain't. The whole deen is about you gaining one quality with God. Ikhlas. What does that term mean? Sincerity. What what does sincere mean? Like, sincere is the opposite of something that's diluted or mixed with something else. Imam Ghazali says... If you get one moment in life, one moment, a millisecond, where an action was purely for Allah alone, that's jannah, you got it. That's how rare it is. Because again, we're back at that point, you know, Mikael, you're talking about this high stuff, oh my God, that's way out of my league. It's not about what's in your league, it's about expanding your frame of understanding where we should be striving for. You feel me? Do I have a, can I look back in my heart and think of a moment that, that had no ulterior motive other than Allah? I don't know, yo. And I'm keeping it 100 with y'all. Is there a moment where there was nothing else? Okay, do I try? Yeah, of course. But can you reflect and say, this was a moment there was no other. There wasn't a, I wasn't trying to anything. And But you know how you really can't tell till after? Because if you might tell about it later on. You know, they say how many actions people do with ikhlas. But later on, they'll be like, what was you doing last week? You're like, yeah, I was fasting all last week. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, you just messed it up. You just flex. Why you flex? now? You just flex. Why you flex Now it's done. <laughs> you used it. You messed up. So sometimes it's, it, it won't be known until the end. You keep it secret. But the point is, like, one moment that you have where there is nothing. Now, I'll say this. I think when you're coming into Islam, those are your most mukhlis times. When your family's hating on you, why are you rocking a hijab? What are you doing? Why are you praying? That's where ikhlas kicks in. you be in the closet like, Allahu Akbar. Converts know what I'm talking about. I knew a convert, two Russian boys, they converted in Buffalo, New York. Man, they used to get up for Fajr every day and their dad would wait at the door, get back in your room. 15, 16 years old. He'd wait at the door. They started hiding water bottles in their room. So some of y'all listening to me like, ikhlas, pff, I'm getting hated on for doing this. <laughs> but all others understand exactly what I mean. So when there's an environment that is, uh, the environment is, is pious, that rewards goodness, then you got to struggle to have ikhlas. But when the environment does not support, that's where it's like, just doing it is ikhlas. Just doing it is ikhlas. So again, so he's saying, a person will not have ikhlas until they, حتى يفرد الله عز و جل من الأشباه والأنداد Until they يفرد, أفرد. So the word fard in Arabic um, means a uh, a singular uh, a non-binary it's not there's no two to it right there's no two it's it's just one a fard right a fard um Allah wahtad yuhibbul witr Allah loves the odd he is the odd right um, so he's the only like uh, singular so the word fard means to isolate, like by himself. There's no one else there with him. So he's like, you will not be mukhlis or sincere until you isolate. Like, does everyone understand the word isolate? Like, there's no one there with Allah. It's just Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. al uh, like nothing you're making like him, and nothing you're comparing to him. And sahiba wal and he has no wife. And no children Obviously that's part of our aqidah We don't believe that there's anything like Lemya yakun له kufuwan ahad." Then he goes forward He goes Ah, um, uh, Yes, then he goes uh, This last aspect was Oh yes, so from ikhlas comes a few things Here we go From ikhlas comes a few things So let me recap So three weeks ago He said that there are two uh, primary qualities, okay? And from those primary qualities come everything. What are the primary qualities? Number one was siddiq, which is truthfulness. And number two was ikhlas, which we just mentioned right now. So now he's mentioning all of the qualities that stem from this ikhlas. What does ikhlas mean? Sincerity. Sincerity. It's only for God. There's nothing else. All of these next qualities that he mentions from this moment on, they stem from your capacity or ability for ikhlas. Make sense or sincerity? The first one is something we all struggle for yaqeen, right? Yaqeen. Sihatul yaqeen, he goes, the soundness of your yaqeen will be found in three areas. Like, how do you know? You know how you know, you know how I like this book? You know how sometimes we talk about these terms and they're so abstract that you kind of leave the gathering kind of like, yeah, we talked about yaqeen. What's yaqeen? Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just deep. It's deep. It was deep. Right? No, no. You need to really understand concrete these terms. And I love him because he really tries to do that. And that's what I try to do for you as well. So he goes, this concept of yaqeen. What does yaqeen mean? Certainty, right? Certainty Institute down the street. MashaAllah. Rocking it for us. Right? Yaqeen, what is yaqeen all about? It's about certainty, certainty. He goes, certainty, uh, to be sure. Like, I ain't got no doubt. What's the opposite of ya- yaqeen? That's a good question. What's the opposite of yaqeen? Okay. Shuk. doubt, doubt. Um, uh, so, I don't know how to talk about this, y'all. I don't want to offend nobody. Um... Like a lot of the postmodern, like postmodernity is all about everything is doubtful. Like the critique of everything. We don't know anything. Everything is doubtful. And there's a lot of people who live their life not knowing anything. I, I can't know it. I don't know. 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 That's a hard place to live, yo. It's a hard place to live. Um, but just, just doubt is a type of ignorance that we try to remove. And we want knowledge, and knowledge is supposed to enlighten us and give us certainty. So for me and you, we are striving for certainty. I want to know beyond a shadow, not beyond a shadow of doubt isn't even a term. I want to know as the same way that I know it's 100 deg- degrees out there. I want to know that Allah is real, that the prophet is who he is, and so on and so forth. That's what certainty is. And doubt is something that slips in and you have to do your best to keep pushing away doubt, right? You have to do your best to, to remove doubt as much as possible. Anyway, so now let's go back to the book. What does he say about certainty? He says, There are three areas of life that if you want to know if you have yaqeen, you look at these three areas. Three areas. Number one, he says, Sukun al ila Your heart's tranquility when it relies on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now a lot of us deal with a lot of anxiety and worries. Like all the time. We wake up with worries, we go to sleep. What are people going to say? What are these going to say? Like a lot of us struggle a lot with this. And what's going to solve that and help you, besides someone that can talk to you and help you, is this concept of, Sukoon of the heart, tranquility, calmness of the heart when it depends on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, in order to get to that place, this is a hack. You're going to need a friend that when you're tripping mentally, you can call and they be like, you need me to come down there and smack you? Like, did you forget who Allah is? I'm dead serious. I'm not joking. I hate them. you feel what I'm saying? Because, and guess what? That dude's going to call you next week. And be like, yo, I'm worried about my gig. Like, yo, you need me to come over there? Bro, is Allah not enough for his servant? Yeah, you're right. All right, hang up. No, I'm serious, yo. I've gone through moments where it's like your mind is just so scared and worried about nothing. And then we know how it is. It makes up things to worry about. And it's like, well then if this happens, then this happens. And then you can't rationalize what you like. You can't get out of your own rationalizations. You feel me? That's why sometimes you just need somebody. It's like when a when a when a when a record, y'all don't know about records. When a record is uh skipping, no, <laughs> she don't even know what's a record. You know what a record is? I don't even know, yo. Record, record. vinyls, yo. No, I have a Jahiliyah. I can know that stuff. All right. No, now you know what a record is. Okay, record is vinyl. They used to play music or whatever with it, right? But when it gets when it when it's a scratch, it gets stuck. It gets stuck, right? And it just keeps playing the same thing over. That's the mind right there. So you need someone to actually lift up the needle and move it. So psychologically, you need a friend that'd be like, eh, "Excuse me," and then it's like, "Okay, the music is playing properly now." Do you get my example? Sorry for such a crude example, okay? For all you pious people. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying, though? Like, you need somebody you can call and be like, Bro, Abdullah, I'm tripping right now. Help me out, man. And sometimes it's just one verse. And he's going to give some verse, one verse. أَلَيْسَ bi بِكَافِنْ abda." What does that say? It, Allah says, أَلَيْسَ salah. Is Allah not enough for his servant? And answer the question. What's the answer? Yes, there you go, keep moving. Sometimes you need to call a few times, bro, nah, it ain't hitting this time. It's like, no, no, and you just keep talking to the person. But the reason I'm trying to say that is the first sign of yaqeen is going to be that your heart is tranquil with trusting in God, number one. The second sign of yaqeen is obedience. May Allah, give us that. We all struggling, we all striving for that. Okay, third one is deep. Here we go. Third one is Fear, now I'm going to spend at least 15-20 minutes talking about fear because it's on the next page. But fear, والواجل, uh, he says, Okay, so here we go. Here's a little lesson. Um, so we believe in something called like predestination or takdir, Right? It's a deep concept. A lot of you philosophy nerds love this concept, right? Uh, which is that God knows everything before it happens, right? Common sense. There's nothing outside of his knowledge, right? And so there's this hadith that says, the moment we were in the womb, there were like three, four questions that were asked: what, 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 what gender will it be? Uh, What actions will the person do? Um, How much risk? And shakiyun al (laughs) sa'idun is will this child be in jannah or hellfire? Now. That is called, in Arabic, el musabiq. It means knowledge from before. From before I came in, that knowledge was there. So he says, another place that your yaqeen will come out is you have fear regarding what was written about you. Now, let me break it down for you. Okay, you will go through moments in your life where you feel like you are like the wali of Allah, like you up there. You're spiritually on this high. You're praying all your prayers. You got your zakat, your hajj, you, You're doing nuffles, tahajit, everything. Things are going great. How do you stay grounded in those moments? I know we're not there right now. All of us are like, yo, bro, I'm on the other side right now. Cool, I got you. But you're going to need this knowledge for later in life. What do you do when everything is rolling and I'm doing good and I'm praying and I got everything in line? What brings you down? Can I tell you what brought the Sahaba down? Umar ibn Khattab used to say, I don't care how good my actions are, I don't know what was written about me on that day. Does that make sense or no? You feel me? He says, I don't know where I'm, I don't know. Like I know what I'm doing right now. I know I'm giving a talk to y'all. I know in my head I feel like I believe in Allah and the Prophet. But I don't know how I'ma die, like literally. An hour from now, or two hours, I don't know if my faith is gonna be there when I die or not. I don't know. So, I'm worried about that. He says that worry about, uh, or that concern about the knowledge that was there before, that's a, a part of your yaqeen or certainty in God. Does that make sense? So, three things, three things that uh, relate to your certainty. Number one, way to test it and know that you have certainty, is that you have uh, sukun, you have tranquility when you rely on God. Number two, you obey the orders of God. And number three, you have fear due to God's prior knowledge. That's a sign that you truly believe in Allah and this knowledge that Allah had before you came in. Otherwise, that's good, that's good enough to understand. Does that make sense? Okay. All right, let's go forward. He then moves on to the next quality, and this might be the last quality. Oh, there's two qualities we'll talk about for the rest of the halakha. Chof. What is khawf? Fear and love. These are two terms that are drastically or or like however word you can say it, like completely misunderstood. What does it mean to fear God? What does it mean? What is fear in Islamic spirituality? And what is love? Two qualities we're gonna talk about. So he says, here we go. Please pay cl- close attention to this. Because, because fear and love are your primary motivators in life. For anything. I don't care what it is. We want to use it for Allah and the deen. But everything in life is based on fear and love. That's it. That's your motivator for everything. So look what he says. He says, خوف is in three areas. iman. Fear of your faith. Fear of your faith. Wa in the sign that you fear your faith, fear for your faith. The sign of your fear for your faith is how much you exert yourself to try to get sins away from you. Like you, you keep trying to get these sins away. This is the this is the level of khawf, the first level of khawf. Murideen, the first level, those just starting on their journey. Next one, number two. Khoufu uh, salbi. Fear of something being taken away. Salb in Arabic means like to snatch away. So he says, Khoufu salbi. Fear of something being taken away. Wa'alamatu khashyatu wal ishfaq wal wara'. The sign of this is you become more careful in what you do. You you, you. like, think about it when you're like trying to stack dough and you're worried about losing it. Then you start to be very careful, meticulous on how you spend it. So the sign that you fear losing is that you become more meticulous in how you spend money. So similarly, the sign that you fear losing your connection with Allah is that you become more meticulous in your actions. You like, because I'm worried about it. And the last one is خوف الفوت. Fear of missing out. FOMO. I know, right? It's not me. It's literally in the book. Like he literally says fear of missing out. (laughs) Khawful fawt. Fawt is when you miss out on something. Right? Miss out. So what does he say here? So check it. Look. Last week I was talking about um, like you're sitting at home watching something. And it's like, isha time, should I go to the masjid, right? And I was like, well, there's a there's there's a, a motivation that you, you say to yourself, what reward am I getting for going? And when you see that reward, you start to like, oh my God, I'm gonna miss out on that. And I'm not trying to miss out. And that becomes your motivation. So similarly here, khawful fawt is you're just scared to miss out on what other people have. To me, that's amazing because Literally, that's being used for us in so many other ways of of like our life. But here, if you use FOMO for your spiritual development, it's kind of like, dang, why is she going to be so high in Jannah? Why she get all the good deeds? Like, why is this brother like, like, uh uh-uh, nah. Why the angels all around her right now? Like, I'm about to read some Quran too. Yeah. You ain't alone. No, I'm serious. I know it sounds funny because it's so like off for us. But when you start to see it from that lens of other people getting ahead of you, you start to get like, yo, uh uh-uh, nah, why the angels got to be sweating this person? Nah, I'm I'm getting it too. So, So change that perspective. Whenever you feel yourself lazy to an action, then try to use FOMO, which is, dang, what am I missing out on by not being there? What am I missing out on? And that can be a very strong motivator. So خوف, خوف this is the fear you should have. He says, What's the sign that you fear missing out? Badrul فِي طَلَبي, you, you start to go after stuff. Uh, you start, start to go after things. خَوفُ He goes, and this is the خوف of the, uh, of the people of sinc- uh, truthfulness. Um, and then he goes, the fourth level, Mem- Yo, can I say something I've said the whole day, whole day? When I talk about the fourth level, if you're not there, what does that mean? It's okay. If you're not at level two, it's okay. It's about learning the level so you know what we can aspire to. He says level four of fear. He says, First of all, he's like, this ain't even for you. He goes, the fourth level is what God gave the angels and the prophets. So this is just like, this is just knowledge for you. (laughs) This is is just fear of the greatness. Like, okay. um, Did you notice all of those other fears had to do with like a relationship? Fear of getting this, fear of losing that. He goes, the Anbiya just had like fear of Allah. No, let me try again. You got it. You got it. a few. You got what I'm saying. All of the things I said, fear of missing out. Isn't that a little like, if you really think about it. Nah, y'all ain't with me yet. You didn't get it yet. Isn't that a little bit less like pure? Makaira, you get what I'm saying? It's like, why are you here? I ain't trying to miss out. Why are you here? I love Allah. Ooh, dang. You see what I'm trying to say. So, so like, so what he's trying to say is the highest fear is it's not related to stuff. It's just Allah. That's it. But, but he said that's the angels, yo. Chill out, chill out, chill out, chill out. Chill out. They say Rabiya Bistia. She used to say, "What is it? If I worship Allah for heaven, oh Allah don't give it to me. And if I uh, stay away from sins out of fear of hell, oh Allah give it to me." She's trying to like, like. Show you the other level where it's only for Allah. Come down, yo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sahaba wanted Jannah, all right? The prophet wanted Jannah. So to do things for those things, that's how we're created. Allah knows how we are. We, we want things, we strive for those things. We fear things, we run away from those things, right? Okay, we good? All right, let's go. With one, more, one more quality, yo. Quality of love. Ah, oh, love. What is love, yo? What is love? What is love, yo? What is love? It's hard to talk to people who ain't experienced it about it. You know what I mean? You can't talk about what is tasted. You know what I mean? Anyways, let's try. <laughs> okay. Muhabba is in three things. Muhabba, love. La al muhibban Illa biha. You cannot be called a lover of God until you have these qualities. Oh, one second. Hold on. He says, Number one, sorry. Number one, you love the believers. Love the believers. You walk into a gathering of people that believe in Allah. And in your heart, you ain't hating on nobody. you just like, ah, oh, look at these good souls right here. You know what I mean? Like, man, not, we're, 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 our heart's dirty. We walk in like, oh, move over. You know what I mean? No. You walk in here, you're like, ah, oh, let me benefit from these good people in here, man. These are great people. I mean, when I convert it, man, see, y'all don't know. Sorry. I not chill. When you come off of when you come out of really dark areas and really wretched people, you can see light very clearly. Okay? Some of y'all nodding a little too hard, but it's okay. No, for real, for real. Like, seriously. When you when see really dark places and seen really, for lack of better terms, evil people, you see Noor a mile away. You'd be like, those is good people over there. Let me chill with them. And guess what? Just breathing the same air as them is, is such a beautiful blessing. Literally just synchronizing your heart. Literally sometimes if you are tired, it's halakha Tuesday, Wednesday. It's halakha is every day, every day of the week. But you don't feel like doing nothing. Just come and sit. Like I don't even feel like listening. But I just need to be around these righteous people right now. So let me just sit in their company. That's it. So many ahadith that talk about just sitting around righteous people. So, the, the first quality of love or the first sign of, that you're a lover is that a lover of God is that you love the people that love God. You feel me? So, you love the believers. That's why Hajj is so beautiful. Oh, man. Miss it, yo. Miss it. Miss it. Because you just see people that just love Allah. People walked there, came from every corner. People that just been waiting their whole life to see Kaaba running up to it. Like, you like, man. Just people that love Allah. Man, Allahu Akbar. Alright y'all, you got that one? What's the sign that you love the believers of Allah? Simple, he says, Alamatu <laughs> keful anhum." You protect harm from reaching them. Number one. Number two, Jalbul manfaati ilayhim. <laughs> you always try to bring benefit, you always looking out for people. So some of our cultures, you know why I love y'all? Some of y'all come from cultures that all y'all do is think about other people. No? Everybody here, ain't nobody here just straight up African American here. <laughs> but some of my culture, nah, I can't even speak for everybody, but some of y'all come from beautiful cultures, man, where y'all just, y'all just looking out for people all the time. Think of y- your father, man, when people come over, your moms, your grandmother. That's a beautiful quality, man. And, and, and we can't lose that selflessness due to the selfishness of our society, yo. I'm going to say that again. We can't lose that selflessness that our parents gave us just because everybody around us is grimy. I've seen people go to high school, freshman year, they were the purest souls. Purest souls, Man. Oh, you want my milk here? You got my milk? You know, I don't know what you got to drink. You're like, you want my lunch? People are like, this dude's soft. By sophomore year, this dude's totally different. Tough, rough. Don't love no more. Don't care. Why well, I had to learn that. People ate me up. People don't. I mean, it's not too late. T- tap into that, man. Tap into that again. Tap into that. I mean, it's part of your, who you are. I love that, I mean, I love that. My wife always hates, not hates, I mean, she always like, calls me out. She'd be like, ask him if he wants to stay for dinner. i am be like, oh, you wanna stay for dinner, bro? She'd be like, ask him if he, like, oh my bad, I forgot. You know what I mean? So some of y'all cultures is so beautiful because you're always looking out for people. Never lose that. Never lose that, that is, that is so unique. Never lose that quality. Number two sign, what was number one? Love the believers, man, love the believers. Love the believers, yo. If you ever walk in the masjid and you feel like a like little devil on your shoulder hating, just stop. Just stop. Be like, okay, hold up, hold up. These are believers. What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? What side of the bed did I wake up this morning? Because these are good people. What's wrong with me? You feel me? Everyone feel me? Wa muhabbat rasulillah. wasallam. Allahu Akbar. Love of the Prophet ﷺ, Allahumma salli ala Muhammad. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad. I mean, love of the Prophet is a topic itself, send more prayers and blessings on him, study his life. Listen guys, you should, te- you should read one book of Seerah a year. It can be the same book, but you should complete. It's not hard, I'm not giving you some crazy, hard, impossible task. You take one book of Seerah, uh, The the Prophet of Mercy, Abu Hassan Ali Nadwi's book in English, right? You take uh, one book of Sirah, you read it cover to cover in the year. The same way we do khatam of Quran, every year you should do one Khatm or finish the Sirah one time. Oh, I know this story already. Yeah, you know the story, but the story didn't change, but maybe you changed. When you read it this year, you ain't the same person you was last year. Life's circumstances ain't the same that they were when you read it last year. Now you read that, you're like, oh my goodness, this speaks to me so well. So every year you should be doing a khatam. What does khatam mean? Completion of the seerah. Simple seerah book from cover to cover. That's it. Maybe you do the podcast if you want. That's fine, right? Seerah intensive. There you go. Shameless plug for qalam. Now, nah, Sheikh Yasser Qali has an amazing podcast, man. Sheikh Abdul Nasser, oh my God, right? But if I said him first, you'd be like, of course. (laughs) I had to switch it up. You know what I mean? (laughs) No, there's amazing resource. So maybe you listen to it, that's fine. But you need to have a schedule where every year, once you finish the entire seerah. Can we have an orientalist know your prophet better than you? (laughs) He's your prophet. He's yours. You got to get to the point where you say my prophet, not him, Muhammad, not him. Wait, my, my, my. That's my. That's my well, you're talking about my Prophet right now. You know what I mean? Allah give us that. So he says, What's the sign? The sign of love of him is you follow his sunnah. That's clear, Allah says. I'm reading from the book only. If you love Allah, say to them, O Muhammad, if you love Allah, then follow me. Allah will love you. Last thing. Um, muhabbat Allah The last thing Love of Allah No, love of the believers Love of the Prophet Love of Allah And then he says Love of Allah How do you know you got that? ithari al al You give preference to obedience over sin Now Abstract Shaykh Mikael This is I wanna love But how do I love? ذكر النعمة يورث muhabbah. He says, remembering blessings causes love to come. Oh, this is crazy, yo. yo. You can apply this to so much in life, man. I'm telling you. But anyways. ذِكْرُ النِّعْمَة Remembering blessings causes love. Remembering blessings causes love. When's the last time you sat down and just reflected on the blessings of Allah upon you? That's it right there. That's the solution. That's what brings love of Allah. Okay, I think we could keep going. Just a bit more. What time is it? Fifteen? Okay, five minutes. wa wasṭun wa He goes, love has a beginning, a middle and an end. Here's the beginning. Number one is to love Allah because of His blessings upon you. Is there any. Okay, hold up. We got to do it again. If you're at level one, is there anything wrong with that? No. So don't be at me when I read level two. You'll be like, oh my God, tripping. No. It's okay. Right, we're at level one. Almost all of we try, we all trying to get to level one, right? So here we go. Ready? Number one is you love Allah because of His blessings upon you. قَالَ إِبْنُ مَسْعُودٍ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى عَنْ الْقُلُوبُ عَلَى حُبِّ مَنْ أَحْسَنَ إليها. Hearts are made. Ibn Masud says hearts are made that they love someone who shows favors to them. Oh, I got so much to say, Makai right? Sometimes you got to bring gifts home, man. You got to say, I love you. Flowers. Chalk. Choc- there you go. Chocolates if they like, man. You got to do what you got to do. Because hearts naturally love the one who shows favors to them. You can't help it. Somebody dropped something on you. Somebody, guarantee someone walked up to you today in this halakha, dropped 50 bucks on you. Next time you see me, you're like, hey, Habibi. <laughs> Assalamu <laughs> alaikum! Everything's good. I'm telling you, we can't help but love someone who does a favor to us. We can't help but love someone who does a favor to us. He goes, but who has done more favors upon us than Allah, man? I mean, in the womb, as children. Man, like, come on. Every stage of your development Allah was like, I got you, I got you, I got you, I got you Right now, man We're like, we are the 1% most wealthy people of the world, yo You know that, guys Statistically, we are the 1% We are they They are us What Don't we have to be just, Just look at those things And that's one way to love God Just look at everything you got Number two Wawastuha. The middle level is imtital, obedience, and refraining from what he doesn't love. Biheitu la fima amaraka. In a way that he doesn't find you missing from where he told you to be, and he doesn't find you present where he didn't tell you to be, where he told you not to be. I'm gonna say that again, because these words sometimes can save you from going to the wrong spots, yo. I'm gonna say this one more time. The second level is that he doesn't find you where he told you not to be. And he. I'm sorry. He doesn't find you missing from where he told you to be. So just think about that. You ever thought like how like death can come any moment. And you about to walk into somewhere shady. <sighs> Allah protect us, yo. Janazah going to be like, yo, where he die at? I like, don't oh no, don't oh, no. I don't know. I don't know. Only speak good, only speak good. I can say that right now because there's nothing happening. And we don't want to be that person. So think about that. You don't want to be that person where they're like, yo, we can't even. Just keep it quiet, man. Cover it up. Allahu Akbar. I hope, I hope you guys are feeling this. This is beautiful stuff, man. Okay, so he says, Wa'a'laha. Here we go, we're done. Two minutes, inshallah. Wa'a'laha, The highest level of love. al Muhabba. حَقِّ اللَّهِ You love Allah, because He's Allah. That's it. Blessings, no blessings, I don't care what I had or didn't have. I love because He's Allah. He goes, قَالَ The reason why you love Allah is because He is Allah. قال لِتَعْوُسِ We're going to stop here. Someone said to Tawus, Sini, give me some advice. Let's stop here. Nah, I'm just joking. Let's see if y'all are with me. Now, the reason I did that is what he's about to say next is heavy. I read this and it just like stopped me in my tracks. So, either write it down, memorize it or something. Someone came to Tawus and said, give me advice. He said, here's my advice to you. Usika, number one advice. And to Allah, you love Allah, <laughs> you love Allah in a way that no one, nothing else is more beloved to you than Allah. Number one advice. Number two. Fear Him in a way that you don't fear anything the way you fear Allah. That means people's approval, what they're going to say, everything. It's not done. Raja'an, يَهُولُ بَيْنَكَ وَبَيْنَ ذَارِكَ الْخَوْفِ And hope from Allah so strongly, a hope that comes between you and the fear that you were just supposed to have. <laughs> no? He just said have fear in a way that there's nothing you fear the way you fear Allah. There's nothing you fear the way you fear missing, uh, missing the relationship with Allah, missing whatever Allah has blessed for you. Then he said then have hope in a way that comes between you and that fear that we just mentioned right there. That's beautiful. He's not done. Just a little bit more. He says, And be pleased or uh, be happy for people what you are happy with yourself. Yo. Um, so like, like, I'm writing this book right now, okay? So make dua for me. Um, one of the things I was just like reading and studying is one of the scholars said, how do you look at your brother? He said, هُوَ أَنْتَ Okay, translate. Here we go. How do you look at the one next to you? How should you look at your brother or sister? The scholar said, "This is how. Huwa that person. Anta is you." <sighs> you you get what I'm saying? Like I don't know if you get. Anyways, that person is you. Don't take it too far, but think about how deep your connection would be. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to leave it at that, but I just thought that was a connection. You love for them what you love for yourself? No, even deeper. That is me. That is me. Anyway, it's you. Kum فَقَدَ He says, this guy asked him for advice. So he goes, Kum, Alright, man, get up. فَقَدَ عِلْمَ وَالْإِنجِيلِ وَالْزَبُورِ وَالْفُرْقَانِ he says, get up. I just gave you the knowledge of the Torah, the Injil, the Psalms, and the Quran. Bounce, yo.
0: <laughs>
1: no, it wasn't funny? I thought it was funny. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, okay. That's it, yo. We'll stop here. May Allah accept. Forgive me if I'm too casual, chilling. I just love y'all. And I'm just, anyways, say so, um, I hope this was beneficial. We learned so much. I know we were joking and laughing here and there. But there were so many gems that we learned. I hope it was pragmatic and practical for you while at the same time being inspirational. We don't come here just to be inspired. Inspiration for the sake of inspiration is pointless. You don't watch a video to get pumped up to watch a video to get pumped up and then watch a video to get pumped up. You eventually go to the gym or hit those push-ups to get those resistance bands. I don't know. You don't get pumped up for the sake of getting pumped up. You get pumped up in order to do action with it. And I think a lot of us, we're in this culture. I talked about it in Ramadan. We just love to be inspired. <laughs> we just, just keep inspiring. Do something. Okay. we got to do something, though. I don't mean to be, I don't mean to sound, um, what's the word? Um, thing? Uh, huh? E- huh? Yeah, I'm not trying to, like, uh, you know, like, uh, make fun of anyone. I'm just saying, like, let's, we ask Allah to let us take this knowledge and do a little bit with it. Right? It feels good. I feel like I learned so much. And I'm speaking to myself. I feel like I learned so much. Now Allah, please allow me to do something with what I've learned here today. Um, And guess what? Next week I need to be pumped up again. And I'm going to come back. But I did something in that time. That was my motivation, right? Even if it's one istighfar in the car on the way home. Astaghfirullah. Alhamdulillah, we did it. So I'm not belittling action. I just want us to realize that the point of all of this is action. So may Allah accept from us insha'Allah. Let's make a quick du'a. Allahumma laka alhamdu kullu wa laka shukru kullu wa ilaka yarjul amru kullu ala naitawasiru. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Ya Allah forgive our sins please Ya Allah. Ya Allah accept whatever we said today Ya Allah. Make it a means of changing and motivating our hearts Ya Allah. Ya Allah, whatever we said and learned that was wrong, please forgive us and guide us to what is better. Ya Allah, whatever we learned and, and was said that was good, Ya Allah, allow us to follow it, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, we talked about love. We ask you to give us that love. Ya Allah, we talked about fear, Ya Allah. We ask you to give us the fear of you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we, we, we talked about being content with what you have given us. Ya Allah, give us that, please, Ya Allah. We understand it. We want it. We love it. But we are weak, Ya Allah. So we just turn to you and ask you to give us these things. Ya Arhamul Raheem. Subhanallah <laughs> rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun. Wa sanaamun ala al-mursaneen. Wa alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. JazakAllah khair. Assalamualaikum.